We'd like to thank BetChrisCanada.net for their support of the Hockey Betting Podcast. I'm Brian Blessing in sunny Las Vegas. And I'm Cam Stewart in cold Toronto, Canada. If you love hockey and you're in Canada, and Cam is, by the All-Star break, even if you can't stop thinking about taking a vacation someplace sunny and warm, but you don't want to miss out on any of the hockey action, Look for a Bet Chris near your next holiday destination. Bet Chris is one of the leading sports books in the Western Hemisphere with hundreds of sports betting locations throughout the Caribbean and Latin America. Watch the game at a Bet Chris location. Food and drink specials and VIP lounges are available at many Bet Chris locations. Use the promo code PODCAST when you open your Bet Chris account. Place some bets on your game and collect your cash at the window when the game is over. Bet Chris offers single bets, parlay bets, teasers, and more on pregame and live odds for hockey and all your favorite Canadian and American sports leagues. And Bet Chris offers a variety of team and player props, including futures. Bet Chris offers the best value odds on Canadian and international sports. Use the promo code PODCAST when you open up your account at a Bet Chris location. Deposit $750 or more and get up to a 40% reduced commission on your sports bets, up to minus 106 on single bets and parlay bets. That's the best juice in the biz. So, if you're planning a trip to exotic locations from the Caribbean and Mexico to Peru and almost everywhere in between, the odds are very good. There's a Bet Chris Sportsbook where you're going on holiday. For more information about visiting a Bet Chris location while you're on holiday or to listen to or subscribe to the Hockey Betting Podcast, visit BetChrisCanada.net. That's BetChrisCanada.net. Cam, you're Canadian. When you leave Canada and you're heading south, Use the promo code PODCAST. You're listening to the Hockey Betting Podcast, presented by BetChrisCanada.net. This is the Hockey Betting Preview for the Eastern Conference for Monday, July 8th, 2019. And now live from Las Vegas... The host of the Hockey Betting Podcast, Brian Blessing. All right, it's always worth a couple of giggles. Most importantly, we think it's worth paying attention to because we're going to try to dish out some winning information for you. And in the summer months, it's never too early to talk about hockey. I mean, this is a wild time of year. Uh, You had free agency and the trade starting to percolate the draft. And we bring in our dear friend, the one, the only, Cam Stewart, you got your hockey game face on there, brother? Brian Blessing, <laughs> always a pleasure. Here we go, man. Here we go. It's, you know what? Hockey is, it's funny. I have my radio shows in Las Vegas. And Sportsbook Radio, I've been doing for whatever it is, over a decade now. And in football season, it's great. I tell you, the hockey show, the second hour, it goes by in a flash. There's just something about hockey. It's so easy to talk about. And I think the passion that the sport generates, and you and I have always maintained, because we, we want to dive into the teams here, but I've always said hockey is the, the best sport to bet because to a degree, I think the learning curve for the odds makers was out there that I think you'll find some soft numbers. You don't find them in football anymore. I'll tell you that. Not many. 
No, you're absolutely right, Brian. The, the softest of numbers, too. And think about all the people from St. Louis, uh, guys or tourists. Yeah, I think I'm just going to put $400 down on my team. You go from last to first. And that's the beautiful thing about hockey, right? Um, it's You get a hot goaltender. You get a good team. You get momentum. And when you're in the playoffs, you need a couple guys who can bruise, you know, mix it up, play that big physical game. And basically, hockey's a war of attrition. I'm going to wear you down. I'm going to pound you into the board. So usually a lot of the time, best goaltender, toughest team. That's how you win a Stanley Cup. All right, man, let's dive in. Eastern Conference, we start at the top. The Lightning, 3-1 to one to win the East. Uh, it's an all-star team on paper. And I just can't stand the President's Trophy. I think it's just a mortal jinx. Uh, but this is a team that's going to rack up a truckload of points again, Cam. But talk to me when we get to the playoffs. That's what it's all about. I'm with you. The President's Cup's been nothing but a curse. Uh, you take it. Give me a hammer. Give me a gun. Let's blow it up. Because, you know, then you play meaningless games. And in hockey, it's very different in other sports. You have to be mentally prepared. You have to be physically ready to go out there and dominate. And when you're not playing meaningful games, it really hurt Tampa Bay down the stretch. They ran into a Columbus team that was basically playing playoff games in the end of the year. And boom, they ran into a buzzsaw. Bobrovsky made a couple big saves. They come back and win. Sweep them. The rest is history. Who cares about the President's trophy i don't want it i don't want it on my mantle we all play for lord stanley's mug that's what we're about and at plus 325 i like the lightning brian but it's not enough and but going into the season they're going to be one of the stanley cup favorites i love it they have the they have the talent on their team vasilevsky we know about the scoring on their team very very lethal also they had hurt defensemen last year but i'm looking for a better number and i can't just pull the trigger right now at plus 325 with tampa bay they still got to do it they've been disappointing in the playoffs all right, Cammy. let's talk about your backyard. The Leafs, clearly tons of talent there. Cap issues, the Marner situation here, finding a way to get this guy signs a big deal. The one thing I would say in the offseason, getting Barry and CeCe is certainly an upgrade on the blue line, and that has been the big bugaboo. Yeah, but still, Brian, you, you bring up the point, and yeah, Tyson Barry's a nice move, nice right-handed shot, but... When you really look at the Leafs defensemen, they're great goal scorers. Morgan Riley's an offensive guy. Barry's still an offensive guy. They need the one big, tough defenseman, a guy who can hit you. Like Roman Polak with a little more foot speed is basically what the Leafs need. They keep on getting better offensively, but come playoff time, you're going to need that guy to get guys out of, away from your goaltender in front of the net and jab you and hurt you and make you not want to hang around in the crease and score goals, which a team like Tampa Bay can do with Kucherov. So at 4-1, to one, I need a little bit more for the Leafs. It's a good start. I think they fleeced Colorado in that deal. The fact that they're still playing, paying some money for Barry is insane to me. So I got to give Dubas and the Leafs uh, brass a lot of credit there for making that move happen. They're very close, Brian. Still one defenseman away, and at 4-1, to one, not a lot of value. Yeah, and Barry says he wants eight million a year in his next guy. Yeah, yeah. Is that Thanks, a drive through? Hey, how about you play a game first there, Tyson? Then we'll talk. <laughs> Bruins, I, I don't know how <laughs> deep into detail we got to get here with the Bruins. They're six to one. Um, the bottom line is this is just a good organization and pipeline their guys up. The good young defensemen, you know, the Chara's father time. So there'll be maybe some turnover at the blue line. They lose Johansson. 
uh, that's not going to change their world. They're just good, and you got to count on them to be good again. Yeah, I do. And and Tuka Rask is a guy with age. He's getting better like a fine wine. His uh, playoff run was absolutely stellar. The way he played in the Carolina series was one of the best goaltending I've ever seen. And I'm going back to Patrick Waugh, Brian. He was fantastic. The Bruins still got Pasternak. They're going to have an angry Bergeron Marchand. Guys who made mistakes against the Blues in the playoffs. I agree. I still think with the Leafs moves, the Bruins are slightly better than them, and you're getting a little bit more value. Boston should always be taken into consideration. They are getting a little bit older, but I'll tell you one thing. When you look at the odds for the teams, Boston has to be among the tops on your list because they always find ways to get it done. Well coached, as you said, good young blue liners and forwards that could really get the job done. They wouldn't mind another getting a little bit deeper. If they could add one more sniper, they'd be absolutely lethal and be in Tampa Bay's area. But yeah, the Boston Bruins, I like the value better than Toronto. The back class plays are the Caps and the Pens. We can almost lump them together at 10 to 1. Galchenia comes over, Kessel's out of Pittsburgh. I, I think the big angle for both of these teams, well coached, uh, is fresh legs that they were knocked out early. And these are guys that are used to playing a boatload of hockey. So I think a long rejuvenating summer could be the biggest benefit and the biggest offseason thing we talk about with these two teams. Excellent point. Take a look at the teams that are struggling there, Brian. Look at the LA Kings, teams that have had deep, deep Stanley Cup runs, didn't make the playoffs. Hockey is a bruising physical sport that will take its toll on you, and Pittsburgh's there every year. Think about the extra games they've played, too. I like that number for Pittsburgh. Obviously, I still have questions between the pipes with Murray. Very inconsistent there, but anyway, with, with Sidney Crosby and Malkin, also Malkin was hurt a lot for this team. I like him. Gensel. Jake Gensel is one of the best young snipers in the league, too. There's a lot to like about Pittsburgh. Still, though, on the back end, I really worry about the defense is a little bit loose and the goaltending is too inconsistent. But if you're giving me a number between 10 and 12 to 1 with the Penguins, you always have to take them seriously. As for Washington, I'm not scared of the Washington Capitals. Good organization. When Ovi won the cup, he was on a vodka bender, probably still drinking. Glug, 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 glug. I don't know what's going to happen. Any more Stoli in the house? I just don't take this team seriously anymore. I like Tom Wilson, he could do it with his fists and his uh, and his stick. But uh, they're, they're just a team to me that's a little bit long in the tooth and they don't have the hunger that I need. So I'm going to actually pass on the Washington Capitals, Brian. Are you buying the Panthers at 8-1? to one? Uh, no. All the talk, oh yeah, but Aaron's going to go there along with Bobrovsky. Well, they keep Bobrovsky and that's, or get Bobrovsky, which is fine. What was insane to me, Cam, I don't know that there are too many teams, if any, around the league that would have given this guy anything more than $8 million a year. And then they could have said to him, well, we'll give you that $8 million a year, but you're playing in Florida where there's no state tax. It was like they were negotiating against themselves and give the cat $10 bucks a year. Did they not just learn anything from the Luongo situation? I'll tell you about Florida too, Brian. Um, just not impressed that, you know, they thought they were going to get Panarin and Bobrovsky, two guys with Quenville. I like the move of Joel Quenville as a coach, but this is a team that still hasn't even got a sniff of the playoffs. Now you're giving them those type of odds. Bobrovsky's okay, but he could be really cold too. I'm absolutely with you. I think this team is overrated. They're overhyped. I wanted them to make the playoffs last year, and they even ha haven't had that experience of getting beaten down in the playoffs yet you got to get there people are they're putting the cart before the horse with the florida panthers so many weaknesses there they got a nice offense Barkov, marcia so so nice good young defenseman but you got to do it you got to prove it and then hockey man you got to get to the playoffs lose a couple times before you figure out aka 
That's why we worry about Tampa Bay this year. They could be dangerous. Florida, no way. People are talking about this team. I am not interested. Yeah, the defense to me is a little bit sketchy. They get Strawman. It's okay. But up, fr- up front, Huberto, Barkov, Hoffman, Trocek, you got the Dodonov. Well, I will give credit here, though. Picking up guys like Achari and Conley, uh, they kind of fly under the radar. I like those moves. Those are guys, you need those third and fourth line guys. Those are guys that it's a culture thing. So they did do some good things. I just, I, I just don't know this infatuation with them being this massive contender out of nowhere because they got a goalie. He's a regular season goalie. You're right, Brian. We like Florida, but when we look at the tote board, they're awarding these guys a price like they've done something before. If you gave me Florida maybe in the 15 to 20 mark instead of like 10 to 12, then we could start talking about the Panthers. But right now, they're just pussycats. Pass. For outstanding information and special offerings and promotions, we invite you and encourage you to sign up for our newsletter today simply by going to the website, betchriscanada.net. The biggest mover, well, two of them, but let, let's just talk about the Rangers here at 15 to 1. You bring Panarin in, you bring Truba in, uh, and I think, don't sleep on the goalie. I think the Georgiev kid is I do too. really solid. And, you know, Lundqvist, if you actually have Lundqvist as turns into a, your backup, you're in really good shape there. Uh, the Rangers, I get the infatuation with what's there. How it translates on the ice is another story. But they they were the ones that took the biggest hit in the East, uh, knocking them down to 15-1. to 1. Yeah, I, I'm going to be uh, – we might not bet them with futures, Brian. I think the Rangers are going to be a play-on team. And it's funny. We look at them, and what was their uh, strength before? Goaltending. It's the only real question mark with this team now. Lundqvist is probably going to got one more year left. I love Georgiev. I'm with you exactly. I think he's going to be a fantastic goaltender. Watch him stand on his head many times. Love the move, too. Hey, KK Kako, I like this guy as much as Hughes, if not more. Hughes needs to take a page out of my book and drink some table cream and put on some weight. He looks like a stick out there. I could stir them in my coffee. I'll, I like Kako. I like the Rangers. We're going to bet these guys as pooches a lot. They're going to be a very dangerous dog with rabies. I'm not going to say the Rangers are going to take the next step yet, Brian, but they are one year away from being a contender in these great rebuild by the New York Rangers. Love what they're doing. Uh, I'm not going to take them in futures, but we'll be betting them a lot this year. Islanders at 15 to 1, Kim. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Listen, <laughs> Trots got them to buy in they were overachievers. Tavares left. It was us against the world. Okay, so now you know Leonard's out. You bring Varlamov in. Nah. Okay, I, okay. I mean, I'm, it's not changing anybody's world if you ask me. But the one thing that hasn't changed, Cam, they were able to retain Anders Lee at seven million a year when it looked like he may walk out the door. There's just not enough offense there. You said it, Brian. They needed a Mitch Marner type. Um, uh, they they got to make an offer sheet to somebody. The Islanders are a team. They were a great story. They're also playing in two buildings. You go to Barclays. You go back to Long Island. When you talk to players, they don't want, they don't want to do that. It's annoying as hell. And and yeah, Trotz is an amazing guy. You met him, and I believe in it. But 
after that year and that glow, it's kind of like the wedding. It's wearing off. Now we're married and we have to deal with bills and we're having sex a lot less. It's unfortunate, but that's the New York Islanders. I, I will be playing against this team all year long. I would have priced them probably in the 18 to 20 range where the Canadians are. Uh, they're a fade team and they're still going to get respect from Vegas. So I'm going to have to uh, pass on the New York Islanders. You said it. I think the goaltending's regressed and they don't have enough goal scorers. Like Eberle and these guys, okay. It's not enough. There's too many good teams. Sorry, New York Islanders, but I think they take a step backwards. Devils at 15 to 1 are intriguing. They get the first pick of the draft, Hughes. Uh, is he capable of playing in the NHL today? I think he is. I would envision they're they're going to try to have him start the season there. Uh, you're hoping the acquisitions they made maybe sways Taylor Hall to stay, but he's not given that indication. That could be a distraction during the year. They pick up Wayne Simmons, you know, kind of on the back end of his career, but he can kind of be a leader. Good young players. Subban comes up now. I, Great. That's all great. Yeah. Corey Schneider's your goalie. Yeah, and I like Corey Schneider personally. I think he's a great guy, but the injuries, he can't make it through the season. When they had Kincaid, he was horrible. New Jersey has some of the worst goaltending in the league, and it's a, it's a real problem. You're right. They got some leaders on the team. It's not enough. Um, I like the move of Subban, an offensive defenseman, but the Devils need to actually stay at home defensemen to protect the bad goaltending that they have. They'll score some goals. They'll let in a lot of goals. We're going to take some overs with this team this year because I think the offense is going to be better, but I can't be backing the Devils at that price for futures, but I think they're a better hockey team, Brian, but simply not done enough. They're going in the right direction. Philadelphia Flyers, Cammy, 20-1 to 1 to win the East. Chuck Fletcher's the GM here, and the funny thing is, you know, kind of a retread kind of guy, and I just looked think he's building the team kind of a bunch of retreads you know Giroux's a terrific nice. player yeah they're, they're old Brian. Yeah. Brian Brian you talk about us like you know what I mean like I'm beat down all the time now we're not young anymore oh my knee hurts I take a swing with the golf club my back you know I'm popping arthritis <laughs> pills what are you gonna do with our what are you gonna do with Giroux and Voracek and all these guys you're getting old it's a young man's game you got to have a few veterans on the team but when you're talking about Metamucil and fiber talk about the San Jose Sharks we can talk about them in the west the Flyers are the mm -hmm. same team but not as good I like Carter Hart though guys when yes. he starts they actually have a future between the pipes and that is the most important thing in hockey you have to build around it they have a couple nice young defensemen Sanheim's underrated gots the bay hair uh you know hey you gots to be here brian he's a pretty good player too offensively minded they gotta get a little bit faster at the forward position they lack foot speed they have too many old guys on their team good players great careers but a little bit too old but i love what the flyers are doing on the back ends getting better and carter hart watch out for him brian he's gonna be a real stud real quick kevin hayes seven plus million a year too much are you kidding me <laughs> blow up the bank i know that's the thing like in hockey you got to be smart with that salary cap too you can't be spending money frivolous frivolously that's not a good good move for the flyers but uh hey they they they, they like hayes i like hayes as a hockey player i just don't think he's worth that much money flyers will be better brian but we still can't take these guys two teams that are interesting i think are the Sabres and the Canadians, both at mm -hmm. 30 to 1. Mm -hmm. I'll start, full disclosure, uh, I follow the Sabres very Buffalo. closely. Goaltending with Hutton and Olmark uh -oh. are going to be uh, the real question marks here. The one thing, though, they acquire Colin Miller, uh, and the right-shot defenseman that comes in from Vegas is likely going to open the door 
for a move of Ristolainen that could conceivably bring them a second-line center or forward in time, and they desperately need that. They got some bad contracts, the Akposo thing, uh, the Bogosian thing is killing them. But what Jason Bottrell has done here is he's got a pipeline now, and he's got a bunch of guys in Rochester, many of them Swedish, that are going to come in, make an impact, conceivably the uh, their number one draft pick, Cousins, who had a thumb injury. I think he, he was going to make the team, I'll be honest with you. And now he's got an injury that makes that a little bit sketchy. But I think there's a lot to work with there, and it's all about co- culture. And the, and the new head coach, uh, this Ralph Kruger, is going to be really intriguing to watch. This guy's an outside-the-box, off-the-wall kind of thinker, but he has a history of turning guys around. And watch out, Rasmus Dahlin is going to go off this year. Sabres are a play-on team. They're not there yet. Uh, watching them, Brian, you knew they had the, some of the worst defensive uh, players in the league last year. It was tough to watch. It was basically an American Hockey League defense. The goaltending was bad, too. Uh, but the forwards, yeah, you know what? They're going to have more scoring. you got to give Eichel some help. But I will say this. You're right. I thought they'd do a lot better under Phil Housley, but they maybe they needed a different type of coach. You know, Brian, I think this is going to be a no-BS type of team. They get no respect from Vegas. They're better, younger. Eichel's still playing in the shadow of McDavid. He's a great damn player. You know what I mean? They overpaid for for a couple guys on their team, but you got to keep you got to keep them around. And I talked to my buddy Carlo Koliakovo. This is what bothers me. Buffalo is a great place to live when you're a hockey player. It's cheaper than a lot of places there. You can save your bank. They love the game. I'll tell you something about the Sabers. I think they're going to be dogs a lot. We are not taking futures on them, but I will be betting on this team immensely, especially as home dogs. It's a tough building to go into and play. And I think the Sabers are going to be much improved. And you talked about uh, the other team. The Montreal Canadiens here, Brian, I love this team. I think they've done great things. I, I, I like the fact that they tried to get Ajo from Carolina on the offer sheet. Very underrated moves with the defensemen, with Cousins and other guys. Carey Price probably has a two-year window left, but the Montreal Canadiens are doing it right. I think they had a great draft, probably one of the best drafts out of all the teams. They're getting closer, and I'll tell you something. They're going to be competitive. The Canadians and Rangers and major upswing in the Eastern Conference, and they're all at long odds. The one thing with the Canadians, they're fast, but they're not big. They're not tough. Cam. They're not a tough team. That's the problem. That's the only, they're going to have a lot of success on given nights. Uh, but big picture, you know, getting in, first of all, we're talking about the conference to win the conference. Uh, I just, I don't know that they got enough size. You know, Domi's a gritty player. Gallagher, uh, they're all small. Yeah. I think the Nick Suzuki kid's going to jump into the lineup. Uh, so they're intriguing. And, uh, and I... I got to give Bergevin credit because they turned this team around a lot quicker than I thought they would. I'm glad you mentioned the Hurricanes. I wanted to get back to them. Obviously, all the fun and the post-game celebration stuff and the bunch of jerks and all that, they matched the contract, the number that Ajo got on the offer sheet. So you keep the guy. The question I have with them uh, is – draw now an analogy. Two years ago, Jacksonville was a whisper away from – you know, winning the AFC, True. and then they fell off the planet. Correct. Now, I think I think the Jags are going to bounce back this year, but it's that weight of expectation, and can you sustain it? And there's some really nice players on this Carolina team. I don't know that they can back it up. 
I don't think they can either. I think the goaltending, too, was uh, a mirage. Uh, when you pick up Curtis McElhaney, a guy who basically was cut from the lease because they didn't want to give him, what, $400,000 plus? Come on, that's an easy move to make, and now they have a problem. So everything worked out for Carolina, the bunch of jerk stuff with Don Cherry, the celebrations. It was basically a perfect storm. They were riding high till they ran into a real hockey team in Boston. So Carolina is one of those teams, I think, Yes, Brian, it, it's a nice story. I like Aho. I like some of the younger players on their team. Despite that, a lot of injuries, too, on the team. They got guys who are banged up. Justin Williams is old. He probably isn't going to be around anymore. I just look at this team in the 14, 50 to 1 range, and I'm saying no. I think Carolina, kind of like the Islanders, the team that uh, they knocked out, are both going to regress in the Eastern Conference. I'm not interested in Carolina one bit. And then the two grenades, you got the Red Wings on the board, 50 to 1 to in, win the East, and the Senators, 150 to 1 to win the East. You know, the Red Wings, it's a complete overhaul. Um, you get Phil Pull is back. You want to get some of these young kids into the pipeline. Uh, the bottom line is you look at the goaltending, Jimmy Howard, Jonathan Bernier, and they bring Calvin Pickard in. Wow. So, yeah, I, th there's work to be done in Detroit. Oh, there's major work to be done in the Motor City. Uh, they're they're a team that's many years away, and uh, yeah, uh, you just pick and pick and choose these guys on a nightly basis. They were pretty competitive. They were a bad team last year, but they showed up a lot of the time as big dogs, and we'll keep an eye on that. As for the Ottawa Senators, man, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, one of the politicians in Canada yet met Eugene Melnick at a Rolling Stones concert and basically said, "I want to punch your face, and you effing clown." <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure if you saw the story, but he. He's like, no, it's wild. Oh, it's the best story ever. The Ottawa Senators politician from Ottawa wants to punch out the owner and calls him an absolute gearbox at a Rolling Stones concert. I don't know. The Ottawa Senators, it's a complete overhaul there, Brian. 150 to 1, throw a dart. No thanks. I think I'll miss the board. Yeah, basically their marketing campaign this year in Ottawa is the Tyler Ennis era begins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to admit, though, Ennis played pretty good for the Leafs. He did. He was dirt cheap. Yeah, the one kid that's going to jump in and make some noise for them is watch the young defenseman, Eric Brandstrom, yeah. uh, who Vegas moved over there in the Mark they Stone have, deal. They have good young players, Brian. They're they're still going to be like probably three, four years away, but they're doing it right. Like They got pure raw prospects, and you know what? They're going to they're gonna get killed in some games, and some games yeah. teams are going to take them lightly, and you're, we're going to cash in at like plus 280, 300. So, but the Ottawa Senators, yeah. Uh, definitely uh, at the bottom of the barrel. The overview, I would say, uh, as we wrap it up, I'd saddle up with winning a conference. I get this question all the time throughout the year. Who do you like to win the cup? I'm like, I, can, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. Talk to me after the trade deadline. I don't want, I couldn't even fathom a guess who's going to win the Stanley Cup. I want to know how the teams are actually going to be constructed that are going to make a run when you get to the postseason tournament, and that is after the trade deadline. Now, winning the conference is a different animal because you're getting a two-thirds of the season head start. Uh, you know, So I'd be more inclined from a futures perspective to play the conference than I would the Cup. Yeah, I would too. And, uh, you know, I like Tampa Bay, but... You know, I need a little bit more. You know me, Brian, like kind of like our golf picks. We like to hit home runs, but the Lightning are favored for a reason. I think they're clearly the best. The Leafs at four plus 425, a little bit overrated there, but they're close. And uh, I find the best value on the board would be the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, between 12 and 14 to one. They're a team that's with Sidney Crosby and everybody. They're still very, very, very close. And two play on teams that we're going to like the Rangers and the Montreal Canadiens as dogs a lot. But if I were to make some bets right now, you'd probably go with the lightning, a big bet there. And my secondary pick would be uh, the Penguins for value.
I'm with you. I would I would throw the caps in there. I, I think the back class angle, uh, a year where they were out of it early, the caps, the pens to me, uh, from a price perspective. I hate the word value. There's no value in ripping up. Yeah, a ticket. that's true. That's true. But but I would say the caps and the pens would be from a price perspective, the ones that maybe make the most sense to me. I'm with you, Brian. I'm with you, buddy. There you go. And there you have it. It's a look at the Eastern Conference in the National Hockey League here in a toasty summer, but we're already getting ready for hockey and we are going to take a timeout and we're going to have a lot more for you on hockey. Up next, we've got the Western Conference. You've been listening to the Hockey Betting Podcast presented by BetChrisCanada.net. For outstanding information, and special offerings and promotions, we invite you and encourage you to sign up for our newsletter today simply by going to the website, betchriscanada.net. The handicapping and sports odds information contained on this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please confirm the wagering regulations in your jurisdiction as they vary from state to state, province to province, and country to country. Using this information to contravene any law or statute is prohibited. The podcast is not associated with, nor is it endorsed by any professional or collegiate league, association, or team. This podcast does not target and is not intended for an audience under the age of 18. If you think that you have a gambling addiction, stop this podcast now and please seek help. Gambling and betting on sports is a form of entertainment and should be about having a good time. But when done excessively, it may negatively affect other areas of a person's life, such as their physical and mental health, school or work performance, finances, and or interpersonal relationships. At BetChrisCanada.net and the Hockey Betting Podcast, we're concerned about the addiction that gambling may cause, and for this reason, we encourage everyone to practice responsible gambling, an approach to gambling that helps you ensure that it remains an enjoyable activity. Here are the main principles of responsible gambling. Don't think of gambling as a way to make money. Always gamble with money that you can afford to lose. Set limits and stick to them. Never chase losses. Don't gamble when you're depressed or upset and create a healthy balance. Always be aware of how much time you spend gambling or thinking about gambling. And do not allow gambling to cause you to miss out on time with family and friends or time spent on other activities you enjoy. By following these guidelines, gambling can be a good time and great entertainment. If you feel at any time that your gambling is taking away from important areas of your life, is causing you stress or depression, or is leading to financial losses that are beyond your control, please reach out for help. Learn more at ResponsibleGambling.org.